Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Hi, and welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer, and you are in for a treat. Today marks my one-year anniversary of having this show. So on June 4th of 2015, the first weekly episode of the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast aired with me sharing a little bit about my story and how I learned to not only get in my own damn way, but also out of my own damn way. And since then, I've interviewed guests from eight countries across four continents around the world to find out how they learned to get out of their own damn way, too. For those of you who don't know me that well yet, my name is Creelan Peters, like I said, and I'm known as the Fear Whisperer. My mission is to help female entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs tame their fear, embrace their greatness, and get out of their own damn way so they can create their mission-filled, heart-centered, soul-inspired business. So welcome to my one-year anniversary series where I'm going to be sharing with you over the next four episodes what I've learned from my podcast guests this first year. So I spent countless hours pouring over 25-plus hours of audio interviews and over 100 pages of notes because if you've been listening, you know I take notes every single episode as my guests share these wonderful, wonderful nuggets of wisdom. And I just wanted to get all of this information down in one place so that I could kind of look through it and see what came up. And you know what came up is this four-step model for getting out of your own damn way based not only on these interviews over the last year, but also with my work with clients and students over the last several years. So there's tips and tools and advice that's not only worked for these guest experts, but also the many lives that they have touched through their own work. Because these experts that I've interviewed on my podcast, these wonderful guests, are just like you, and they have big-ass missions themselves. And when we have these big-ass missions, it's not a matter of if we're going to get in our own damn way, but when. And so I wanted to put together some of these great tips so we know what to do when that happens. Again, not if, but when. And as I've said so many times on my show, I believe we're all on this journey together. Some are ahead of us along the path, and we can extend a hand out to get support from them in leading us forward. And some people are behind us along the path, and then we need to extend our hand as well back to them to get them a little bit forward on their path as well. So if you can just kind of think that we're all on this together and we're all either helping support people a little behind us or we're getting support from people a little ahead of us. And if you're looking for support and inspiration along your journey, this is it. You are totally in the right place. So get ready because we are about to uncover step one of four to get out of your own damn way and embrace your friggin' greatness already. If you haven't done so, I, um, I, I 
encourage you to go ahead and download. I created special worksheets for each of the four steps. Today I'm going to dive into step one. So I have a special worksheet for step one. And the worksheet is called Know Yourself to Greatness. And you can use it to dive a little bit deeper into step one as you listen to this episode. And you can download that at freeland.com slash 50. So if you know how to spell my name, that's really easy, right? So it's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash 50. So before I dive into step one, I just want to take a minute to talk about some other themes that I noticed from my guests about what happened just before they got out of their own damn way. Now, I'm going to go over what getting in your own damn way looks like with each of the steps, but there was something really interesting here that I uncovered from looking through all my notes, and I can safely say that each one of my guests fell into one of three scenarios just before their breakthrough to the other side, and I'm guessing that you can see yourself in one or all three of these scenarios. I know I can. And and I guess, you know, if, if you look at this as what happened right before the breakthrough, then you might call this the areas of breakdown. And there's three of them. So as one of my guests called it, I love this, she called it the eat, pray, love moment that she encountered. And there's a scene in that movie, if you're familiar, it's um, based on Elizabeth Gilbert's book. Um, the scene where the main character in the movie is laying on the floor in complete surrender, praying for guidance for the first time ever. So this is what one of my guests called her eat, pray, love moment when she was about ready to get to her breakthrough in the process of breaking down. So are you ready for them? So here they are. These are three categories that my guests fell into just before their breakthrough. So the first is trauma or loss. The second is illness. And the third is transition. So I'm going to break each of those down for you a little bit. So those who fell into the trauma or loss scenario typically found themselves needing to get out of their own damn way after dealing with the effects of things such as someone close to them who died or maybe they had a divorce or an ending of a relationship. Maybe there was a loss of a job, home, or money. And dealing with change, as we all know, is tough enough, but when you add a sudden or abrupt event on top of it, it can really leave us devastated and stuck and not knowing exactly what to do. And it can leave us questioning so many things. And part of this, part of the steps are really about this, this moment where we start to kind of question ourselves. So, you know, when we go through trauma or loss, there's a period of time where we might be in what's called like a holding pattern. And that's expected. Um, so I don't want you to think like, oh my gosh, you know, this is, if I'm dealing with this, um, it might be the wrong way. There's no wrong way to deal with trauma or loss. What, how we deal with it, how we feel about it is how we feel about it. We, we need to just kind of surrender to that. But what I'm talking about as far as if it gets in our own damn way is when it turns into months or years. And we kind of stay in that holding pattern. So being in a holding pattern after something traumatic happens is normal, absolutely normal. But if we stay stuck there for a really, really long time, and if it's impacting us in a way that we are not living 
the way we want to live, that it's really affecting our lives, then it can be an issue. Okay, so that's the first scenario of the breakdown is trauma or loss. Ah, got to take some water here. I'm talking a lot. Um, anyway, so the, the next category um, of the breakdown are those who fell into illness. Um, and, and this is people who were thrust kind of into a medical crisis um, that shifted their perspective. And some also suffered loss as a result. Uh, people had to quit their jobs or maybe file bankruptcy due to illness. But all of them had to come to terms with what was happening to them and how they could shift things that they could control in order to get out of their own damn way. And that's really important because illness happens, right, whether it's a minor illness or a major illness. But either way, it can totally affect us in some pretty unexpected ways. So obviously there's the, the medical, maybe the physical stuff, but it also affects us emotionally and spiritually. It affects our relationships. It can affect so many different things. And there's when we have an illness, a lot of times there's things that we cannot control because our our bodies aren't able to do certain things at certain times, um, and, and it just affects things. So this was really important. Is is a lot of my guests who um, talked about illness really were talking about how they um, were able to shift their own perspective and use their illness as a springboard towards getting out of their own damn way, which is really, really cool. And then the third area just before the breakthrough that I wanted to talk about is those people going through transition. So certainly the other two scenarios deal with transition, but what I mean here is a welcomed transition. So some people chose to quit their jobs to pursue their dreams or move across the world or have children or go back to school. There's so many areas where we can have like this transition that we're really, really excited about. And we would normally see these things as positive, but even with positive uh, change, it can leave us questioning unsure, seeking answers, we can question, like, what the frick was I thinking by, by quitting my job? What did I do, right? Um, and, and it can be a time that's just full of uncertainty because, you know, change is change. It doesn't matter if it's something that we planned for or something that we didn't. It's, you know, we all deal with it. We deal with it in the same way. Um, and that is that we have to learn how to move through it. We have to learn how to manage our thoughts, how to um, respond in ways that are going to benefit us or support us. And this also addresses um, those who seem to have wonderful lives. This is another big thing that came up is people who seem to have, like, really good lives. Everything was going really well, but they just didn't feel the satisfaction that they thought that they should. And, you know, should is a really big word when we kind of should all over ourselves, right? We we have these expectations of how things should be, how we should feel. Um, and this is a phenomenon that I've been seeing cropping up everywhere lately with the people that I serve, with people that I'm networking with, with people on my show, obviously. But it's that idea of, 
why aren't I happy? Because everything seems to be going so well. So that's another thing is I don't want you to think that just because things are going well, you don't have the right to feel like it's something's missing because that is something that I'm seeing right now so much among so many groups of people that there's just that missing ingredient. So anyway, so I want you to keep these three scenarios in mind. So again, trauma or loss, illness, and transition. So keep those in mind um, when you're thinking about when you've had these breakdowns and then subsequent breakthroughs. So when you're getting in your own damn way, one of those things might be happening. So really interesting things that came up. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to those things because they were so important. And I just, as I was pouring through all of these interviews, getting ready for these um, special anniversary episodes, I thought I just have to mention this because it was so, so glaring and important. (laughs) So I wanted to share that. So now I'm ready to dive into step one. So this is step one of four steps to get out of your own damn way and embrace your freaking greatness already. And again, if you don't have the worksheet that goes along with this episode, you might want to download that so that you can work along with it um, as you listen or after you listen. At um, And you can download that at creeland.com slash 50 for the step one worksheet. All right. So the first step, you ready? Ready for a drum roll, please, is to know yourself. Duh, right? I know it sounds pretty elementary, like, oh, of course, you know, obviously I know myself. But I really want you to think about this, okay? So I'm not talking about the cursory, like, you know, your name, you know where you're from. I'm talking about the deep stuff here, okay, the deep knowing of who you are. And how many of you out there who are starting or have already a heart-centered, soul-inspired business, and it's born out of your true calling, right? How many are you in that place where you're working towards that or you already have that? And you're so passionate about it, but you're still trying to figure out who you are. And not only who you are, but who are you in relation to this business that you are creating, that you are expanding, that you are growing. So think about that. And I know that knowing who we are, it's it's a lifelong process. It's not something that just all of a sudden we wake up one day and we know exactly who we are, where we're going. And it evolves. We evolve. Our work evolves. Our lives evolve, our relationships evolve, everything is constantly evolving. But I also know that in order to do this important work that we're here to do, that it's also very often born out of our own personal pain or trauma or tragedy. And we've got to really be in touch with who we are at least who we are right now up to this point in our lives. And again, it's always changing. So it's important to continually look at that. Who am I now that I just went through this trauma? Who am I now that I just went through this loss or through this illness or through this transition? Who am I now? What have you learned about yourself as a result 
of these things that you've gone through. So I can't tell you how many times that I've seen people trying to figure out what kind of business to start or if they've already got a business coming up with marketing copy, with branding, with trying to figure out what their website's going to look like or trying to come up with services or programs, coaching programs or other healing services or products or so many things related to their business. They're trying to, like, figure all this stuff out, but they haven't really gone through this step of truly knowing who they are and knowing who they are in relation to their business. And believe me, I have fallen into this trap so many times. I, I, I've lost count. I get it. it. You know, it's not pretty. And let me just give you an idea of what it's looked like, not only for me, but some of my podcast guests. And I want to see if you can relate to some of this. So not knowing yourself can look like this. It can look like lack of confidence, even in things that you're pretty damn good at. <laughs> that sound familiar? It can also look like not really knowing what you're good at, what you're a true expert in. You know, we call this sometimes the imposter syndrome. We have so many things that are going well for us, but we don't really know, like, what am I good at? And not knowing yourself can also look like throwing words together on your website that talk about everything that you can do, like everything under the kitchen sink, right? You name everything that you can do, but you're not really giving an idea to people who are looking at your website, like what you love to do, and more importantly, what you can do for them. Because remember, we can be so passionate and so so talented. I see so many of you out there so talented. And there's a disconnect. People aren't finding you. They're not understanding what you do. So if you don't know who you are, it's going to show. And it's going to not attract people or it's going to repel people or it's going to attract the wrong people. Okay? Which leads me to the next one, actually which is taking clients out of desperation who aren't really a good fit. We don't want to do that. You know, many of us are coming from jobs, um, from working. You know, some of us have worked traditional jobs. Some of us have worked non-traditional jobs. But we, we come from that world, and we're so wanting to be out on our own that will just do anything to do that. And I, I don't want you to do I don't want to sell yourself out. Like you don't you didn't stop working five million hours a week, killing yourself, stressed out to the max, to start a business that you're doing the same thing in. That's not the goal. The goal is to have a different lifestyle, have a different life, and to create something, a legacy for yourself. And for the world. Another thing that not knowing yourself can look like is not learning from the things that didn't work for you um, and looking at your failures as a flaw in you rather than a flaw in your process or your systems. And boy, have I fallen into this one. You know, you stick something up, you, you know, it doesn't, people aren't responding to it in the way that you want. 
And instead of going like, what can I tweak here? We sometimes go like, oh my gosh, people don't like me. Oh my God. You know, we get into that and we all do it. I mean, let's admit it. We all do it. And it's just not helping. We've got to take ourselves, we've got to know ourselves, but we also have to take ourselves a little bit, remove ourselves a little bit from the work that we're doing to be able to see that even though who we are is in our business, our business is also a separate thing. So we've got to have some separation there. Has to be. And the last thing I have here on my list of what it looks like to not know yourself is looking outside yourself for the answers. Oh, that's a big one I see. Uh, so when we do that, when we look outside ourselves for the answers, we also get to give other people or situations the blame when things don't work out. So we're going to talk about all of these things and how to make it not look like that anymore and not feel like that anymore. So in order to get to know yourself better, you've got to do some things or do some things differently. So I want to remind you what happens when you're trying to get to know somebody else, such as a dating partner or a new colleague. And those of you who have been listening to my show or following me for any time, you know that I often relate dating and business because they both require so much vulnerability and um, it's also like the fastest path to personal development and growth is through both dating and business. So those of you out there who understand what I'm talking about, give me a holler, okay? Um, anyway, so as you're getting to know someone through dating or through, through a business relationship, how do you do that? You know, how, how do you get to know someone else? You might ask them questions, spend time together, or share experiences or projects together. So you typically just don't walk in already knowing who you are unless you're a complete stalker. <laughs> but even if you've read the profile that they have online or you've done some Google searches or you've done some background checks, <laughs> you still really don't know who they are until you actually meet them, spend time, and do things together, right? So getting to know people takes time and effort. And for some reason, we totally get that, right? We can understand and appreciate when we're getting to know other people that it does require time. It does require effort. But why is it different when we're getting to know ourselves? Why, why would that be any different? Interesting question. So I know we, we're with ourselves all the time, right, every minute of every day, but a lot of us are just going through the motions. We're on autopilot, right, and we're not always trying to figure out what makes us tick. We, we, we spend a lot of time, let's be honest, ladies, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out what makes other people tick. And if we would use that in order to figure out how we tick, imagine what would be possible. Where would we be if we knew ourselves in such an intimate way? What's possible? Yay. Can you imagine? I'm so excited just even thinking about it and all the possibilities. So there's a couple strategies that I'm going to talk about now. For like, This is all well and good, Creelan, but how? Right? You know, listening to me that I not only like to talk about what, you know, define our terms, get on the same page with it, 
but I also like to talk, how are we going to do that? So I'll give you some strategies for how to do that. So the first one, the first strategy and step one of getting to know yourself better is to start to notice what's going on inside you. So I know that might sound a little strange. I'm not trying to get all woo-woo on you. But remember, we're constantly in motion, and life is happening at warp speed. And like I said, a lot of times we are on autopilot, and so we're not really taking everything in. We're not tasting the food that we're, like, inhaling when we have a minute. We're not smelling the smells, or we're not registering. It's not registering. We're not paying attention. We're not paying attention to our feelings or our bodies or our thoughts. We think we are, but we're not always. Most of the time, we're not, to be honest with you. Most of the time, we're really unconscious walking through our lives. And if we're not paying attention, we're missing out on so much information about who we are, and who we are in relation to what's outside of us, the world, our business, our relationships, everything. So what I want you to do is to notice, start to notice how you feel when, fill in the blank, right, how you feel when. So an example is when someone looks at you a certain way, how do you feel? And I'm talking to someone you know. So someone who lives in your house, someone who is related to you, someone you work with, how do you feel when they look at you a certain way? So we know, when we are familiar with other people, we know what their looks kind of mean, right? But I want you to also think, how do I feel when they look at me that way? So that's one way you can do it. Another big thing, and I talk a lot about this, on the show and, you know, pretty much everywhere else when I speak, is also noticing how your body responds. That is key. A lot of us are so in our heads. You know, we are living from the neck up because we are so in overthinking, analysis, paralysis. Our thoughts are a mile a minute, and we are so focused in that energy that we forget that below the neck, there's a body. And it's giving us information all the time. So we need to slow down. We need to listen to our body. Our body tells us little things like when it's thirsty, when it's hungry, when it's time to stretch, <laughs> when it's time to stop. You know, when, when we're stressed, when we might need a break. So notice what your body is telling you. And the third big thing, so we notice how we feel, notice how our body responds, and the third major thing that I want you to notice is what you think. Start to notice your thoughts when something doesn't go your way. What do you think? What's your automatic thought? We all have automatic thoughts. So the goal is to shift those thoughts and in order to shift those thoughts, we need to notice them, and then we need to widen the gap between the time we think the thought and the time we respond to what we're thinking. I hope that makes sense. So notice what you think when something doesn't go your way. Is it about you? 
Is it about the other person involved or the situation? Is it the blame game? Is it I'm not good enough? What do you think when something doesn't go your way? That is such a telling thing for how you deal with so many things in your life. So these are so excitingly, tantalizingly awesome kind of interventions that you can use to start to notice what's going on inside you. And so many guests on my podcast, time and time again, talk about the importance of this type of self-awareness that I'm talking about, this, this tuning in. So guests like Catherine Eggins, she talked about the body being a barometer to the soul. Isn't that beautiful? I love that that phrase that she said. And my other guest, Morella DeVoe, said that our body is always talking to us. We need to listen. We need to listen to what our body is saying. And so many of my guests talked about an inner knowing and following that knowing or intuition. Guests like Kelly Gallia, Ramona Ramaset, Felicia Reed, Debbie Peterson, Therese Kelly, Lisa Wechtenheiser, and Rochelle Kana. And I also love how my guest Sherry Van Antwerp put it. She said, quote, the voice of our soul whispers to us. Isn't that gorgeous? Oh my gosh, I got to eat it up. So we need to learn to listen. And that starts with noticing what is going on and bringing awareness to our body, our thoughts, and our feelings. And I think my guest, Karen Trepti, summed it up brilliantly by saying, when I listen, things work out. I love that. When I listen, things work out. So another really great tip that I heard a lot of my guests talking about on the show with relation to knowing yourself better is actually the second um, intervention or sub-step um, for knowing yourself I'm going to talk about today. And that is to look at where you've been. So we've all been through it, haven't we? We've all been through something or a bajillion somethings in our lifetime. And, and we're going to go through more. I mean, there's no getting around it. But so many people seem to want to push aside uncomfortableness and things not working out as we hoped or expected. We want to just push it aside, push the pain, the loss, the tragedy. We want it to just go away, and we'd rather forget about it. But I'm here to tell you a very important thing, and that is that avoiding the truth Avoiding what has happened, what the actual factual things that have happened and the truth of what is happening for you, avoiding it is one of the best ways to get in your own damn way and stay there. There's no way to avoid or go around reality. There's just no way to, to do that. We have to find a way through it. The only way out is through. Ooh, I like that. I think I'm going to use that as a quote. The only way out is through. Maybe it is a quote. I don't know. But I love it. It just came to me. 
So we need to learn the way through, and then and only then can we release the grip that whatever is getting in our own damn way has on us. And guests on my podcast have shared how crucial it was for them to review where they were in order to move past it and get to the other side. So guests like Haley Gray, Diane Young-Sussman, Jarrett Ransom, Mary Wolfberg-Hilvelchek, Elise Hughes, and Dr. Glenn Livingston. And Carla Nicole Williams, who so eloquently said, heal your inner child, or I'm sorry, healing your inner child is the key to your freedom. I'm going to say it again because I messed it up the first time. Healing your inner child is the key to your freedom. Wow. I mean, that's some heavy stuff there. And, you know, getting out of your own damn way is not for the faint at heart. It's not. It's a, it's a lifelong journey. It's making a decision every single day. And that decision is to commit to yourself and to commit to your greatness. Another guest, Elizabeth Tobin, talked about dissolving resentment and anger toward her husband by shifting old patterns. Amazing. I mean, my guests are, were so amazing. And then also Tracy Osborne, who shamelessly admitted, I mean, took some, some great, uh, <laughs> some great bravery for her to admit on my show, I was my biggest obstacle. I mean, it's amazing what my guests have talked about and shared about their own journeys. So when we stop and reflect on where we've been and we become more aware of what is going on inside us, that's when we learn to know ourselves so, so much more fully. Oh, my gosh. So I've shared so much. And I was going to do this whole anniversary episode in just one episode, but there's just so much to share. I, I'm looking at the time going, oh my gosh, we've only gone through step one, people, and there's so much more to go through. And I just, I hope you you stay with it and you listen to the next uh, three episodes in the series. And the very next one, we're going to talk about um, step two to getting out of your own damn way. And so I hope you'll join us. I mean, there's so much more to go, but wow, this this first one, so much great information that I'm just, again, so excited to share with you. And we're all in this together. So we are going to do it together, and we are going to embrace our greatness, get out of our own damn way. And I hope you join us next time. As always, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.